He looks like a prick. <laughs> he does look like a prick. <laughs> he does look like a prick. Uh, speaking of Why pricks, <laughs> hi, I'm Josh. I'm a, uh, uh, I'm an analyst here in Nashville. <laughs> Sounds so thrilled. And uh, and I love to blackmail people. Hi, I'm Rick Fox. I'm an indie author, and uh, I don't believe in fairies. Hi, I'm Andreas. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I can unhinge my jaw like a snake. That is the best character in this, in this series. I hope that's the main character. It's <laughs> yes, Arduous <laughs> Fellows. it should un- be. Un- that's just his special talent as a human. <laughs> Has no bearing on the story oh, whatsoever. Yeah. It, well, it just, it's just one of those <laughs> Just every now and then. In the, middle, in the middle of a content. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I'm named after a, a, a bird and a fly, flying god thing. And we're opinionated. And in case you couldn't tell, tonight we are watching the newly released Artemis Fowl. Uh, I guess we'll count this as a first impressions. We can't really do first impressions right now because because uh, uh, COVID and movie I mean, theaters aren't really a thing right now. <laughs> this is as close as you get, so uh, exactly. enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, tonight we're watching Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl came out this year in 2020. Uh, it currently holds a whopping 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. It was directed by Kenneth Branagh, and it stars Michael Rose, Rachel Ofori, Josh Gad, Faridria Shaw, and many others. Artemis Fowl, a young criminal prodigy, hunts down a secret society of fairies to find his missing father. So, for those of you who might be new or who have uh, been listening to us, but it's been so long since we've done a First Impressions, you've forgotten how they worked. Uh, Tonight, we're going to do a First Impressions on Artemis Fowl, which means that the first half of this podcast is going to be completely spoiler-free. We're going to take a brief break in the middle of it to, uh, I don't know, to let some of the music roll or whatever, and then we'll be back afterwards to talk about our spoiler-filled thoughts. Usually it's the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do that. But it's been Uh, so long that I forgot what we were doing. How does this work? I don't know. It's been uh, so long, I forgot what we were doing, so, uh, yeah. All that to say that if you're just the biggest Artemis Fowl fan, boy or girl, and you can't wait to watch this without spoilers... From what I've heard, then you're in for <clears throat> some trouble. <laughs> spoilers! Uh, regardless, we're not going to spoil it in the first half of our review. Uh, before we go and watch the movie, though, um, it sounds like a few of us here are... Artemis Fowl fans, or have at least like read Artemis Fowl in the past. I know from my own experience uh, that I read Artemis Fowl. Uh, I don't think I completed the series, but I read several of the books um, as like a preteen. And although I don't remember much of the story or characters now, just because it's been so long, I do remember that I really enjoyed it and that uh, that I had a lot of fun reading it. And it was one of those series where whenever we go back to the library, I'd look and see if they had like the next one that I hadn't read yet. So uh, I can't really speak more to it because, like I said, I don't remember much other than like his butler being badass. The butler, oh, butler yeah. was the best butler character. Is amazing. He's so good. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. Uh. The rest of you guys. Uh. Rick, have you read the books? Uh. I've read most of them. I don't think I read like the last couple. At some point, I, I went back and I was like, you know what? I remember liking these, and so I read a whole bunch of them again. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of lost steam a little way through because they're. I mean, they're kids' books, so like you know. Yeah. I just. It, I like them. They're a lot of fun. They they were hit me at a little too late to like be you know that like really influential kids series that you read when you're a kid that yeah. type of thing that but, harry potter yeah exactly sure um but you know i i still remember really enjoying them and they had such a fun flair to them that it makes me sad that they've gotten such a terrible movie apparently <laughs> uh-huh uh i'm in a similar boat i 
I read the first book not long after it released, and they already were talking about making a movie. I was just so excited. I was a kid. I was like, mm. oh, maybe this will be a cool movie. Yeah, that was like almost 20 years ago, I think. Cool. Yeah. So this has been stuck in development hell, as you can tell. Um, but I loved the books. I read most of them several times over. Okay. I think the last one or two I didn't read. Um because by the time they came out, I was like twenty years old. Sure, uh, I and this is very much a, a uh, like preteen teenager. Yeah, this isn't right. something that skills up as you get older. Like right. this is still something that you you read it because you're a preteen, not because you were a preteen. And you I don't still that. go back and read Goosebumps or The Boxcar Kids yeah. or, or Animorphs. Animorphs. Yeah. yeah, right. Like oh I'm not. God. I'm not going back and reading any. Of I those need to anymore. go back and read Animorphs because that would be hilarious. <laughs> Do that for book, to me. Uh, the, I the wonder. Book I wonder if they've made. They have to have made some Animorphs movies, right? No, they did a TV so. show. They had a TV it show. Yeah. One season of a terrible TV show. Okay. Anyway, anyway, getting off track. Way more influential than just one season. Okay. I'm pretty sure huh. it was one, maybe two, but it was very, very short. Looking this up right now because I don't want to talk about Artemis. Keep Fowl. going. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I absolutely loved the uh, the books. They were uh, a big part of my childhood, which is why I am not looking forward to this. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, uh, there's no way this can go wrong. I saw the trailer and I immediately got pissed off. <laughs> I've heard nothing but everyone saying how bad this is. So, uh, mm. Brian, have you read Arnold's Fall at all? I recognize the name and that's it. Okay, the gist of it is that it's it's like a young genius, like a, a preteen teenager genius level rich, mm-hmm. richy rich kid. Finds out finds book. out that fairies and fantasy world exists and wants to. Oh boy, the leprechauns are real! I can't wait to blackmail and extort them for their gold. Is that what all the green dress people are? Probably because their assume... outfits were pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the gist of it. Is that at least a premise that excites you? I could get behind it, but just from the pictures of the kid piss me off, too. Like, just as a main character, he pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to in the first book, absolutely. Oh, like, like he's, he'll... He's, he's a little shit. He's okay. kind of the antagonist he's, in some ways. Yeah, okay. He, it's it's very much a, a book about the villain in the yeah. first one. Like, okay. You've, you've got another uh, fairy that you're following around, I think named Holly, that yeah. is like your, your like character that you're actually supposed to be rooting for. Yeah, okay. But and by the he, end... he, like, comes around. Yeah, but, well, he doesn't really come around so much as he loses, but you kind of understand where he's coming from by the end yeah. so it's is it, you know it, and he evolves as a character over the series and that's becomes good. an actual good guy so. yeah should we talk about the book at this point or talk about it later yeah let's wait and talk about it while okay. we're uh, talking about the movie itself uh which is a good point for us to go ahead and pause and go watch the movie before we do um a quick shout out to ourselves uh <laughs> rick you are no longer an aspiring author you have successfully released your book fate's pawn it's on amazon in e-reader and paperback. Yeah, uh, it's got... What kind of story can fo- folks get when they're buying your book? Uh, well, it's got this tiny genius kid, and there are fairies and a dwarf that... Put- no, wait, this is just Artemis Fowl. <laughs> <laughs> you heard her here first. He ripped off Artemis Fowl for his series. Uh, <laughs> well, n- No, not serious. It's got magic and, like kids that have magic powers and should not have them because they are very irresponsible and I'll it's say a bad this. idea. If you liked Artemis Fowl as a young adult, you should go read Rick's book now as an adult. Yeah. Um, 
Another quick plug before we go, our Patreon has launched. That's patreon.com slash opinionated. If you like the episodes that you get to listen for free, uh, go donate a buck or so, and you can get a whole bunch of extra episodes. We've got some of our older uh, First Impressions episodes we've got. Uh, we've got some specific listener requests there, as well as some episodes of our role-playing game Monster of the Week. So definitely go give those a check. Uh, guys, we'll be back in just a minute after we're finished watching Artemis Fowl. We want to know everything about the man you work for. The man? Oh, oh no. This isn't about the father. This is about the son, Artemis Fowl. You've grown strong, son. And smarter than I ever imagined. Then take me with you. You're all I have now, Artie. There's just one very important thing I have to do. Authorities launched a worldwide manhunt for the famous collector. He is suspected to have been behind some of the biggest robberies ever. I what like we should that consider doing for the for the uh, Patreon is we should watch stuff like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and just talk about that. I'd be down. Be, I mean, that's like that's like forty hours worth of content. Yeah, but to not watch do it. Through. Not do it like we do now, but like watch it on our own time and just come out and like. Oh, talk about sure. it for like an hour. Sure, sure, yeah. You realize now that you put it out there that it's almost certainly going to be requested by a bunch of people. Hey guys, sure. if you Patreon. want that, then we'll, we'll do that. Just let us know. It you can't be any worse than what happened here me. today. Let's <laughs> talk about what happened here tonight. Holy shit. <sighs> Holy shit, this movie hour was and a half long movie felt like it took two hours. I wonder why. <laughs> it literally took two hours. The uh, Disney Plus player kept pausing and, and restarting and, and crashing. And yeah. so not only was this just giant fat stinky anemic turd on our plate but it's one that we had to eat like, slowly like not even eat slowly but we'd like take a bunch of bites of this poo and then all of a sudden it, time would stop and the bites that we took would be back we on had the poo. to save we had the to poo. Re- and we had to retake those same bites of poo again it's like lag it is. It is. We lagged eating this shit sandwich. Oh my god! It was so, so bad. Just was, this, was just this Disney's fault or was this your internet's fault? I mean, the movie would have been bad no matter what. Like, I think. Oh the, yeah, I think we're, we're not Disney's taking fault. away blame from whoa, whoa, the movie. Whoa, whoa. I'm talking oh, about burying the, the lead, Rick. Just a reminder: we're not going to spoil anything on this I front end. I here. didn't spoil any of the events of the movie that are incredibly <laughs> shitty. It's just a very shitty movie. I think but, we should you know. to help people. I mean, <laughs> it is our civic duty, Look, guys. We're gonna break protocol here, but it's for your own good. I mean, yeah, like I kind of want to, but at the same time, like this will help us stretch out this podcast, and I think that's probably a good idea right now because I feel like we're gonna run through this quick. Anyway, this movie sucks, and it sucks. It hurts my childhood on a number of levels, which we're gonna address separately because I feel like Andreas, you're kind of the. Uh, the, the one who's most familiar with the book. So when we get to it, I'd like to save you for uh, for explaining all the ways that it got its source. It, it, I mean, I can also help different, with that. Sure, that it differed from the source material and how that made this a worse product. It would be easier to tell you the opposite, honestly. Would you say this movie's worse than Percy Jackson? I have not seen Percy Jackson. I've never read the book. I would say yes. What was the, this? Uh, is my my vague memories of that movie though, because it was not good, but I don't remember it being 
this this is definitely bad, a worse movie actually, than percy jackson i don't know because i haven't read percy jackson yeah. i don't know if this is a worse like deviation from the source this is a theory. terrible terrible adaptation what was it that absolutely uh, movie or book series that was written by like a 14 or 16 year old aragon, aragon? Yeah. Yeah. that was aragon. also a horrible movie but is it worse but that movie mostly like the things that happen in that movie for the most part are the things that happen in that book like it's yeah. out of it's not in the right like order and it's way less interesting in a lot of ways yeah but it is still like it basically follows the events there of that has movie. to be reasons that uh, directors and screenwriters do this to book movies well they're right? told to yeah like yeah they, but they get, why because the Producers. people that are, are producing the movie don't know what the fuck they're talking about and they t- yeah. make them make all these decisions that like the ruin people with the, the money have no artistic like Integrity. It's Integrity. like, oh, hey, what's the Wikipedia? What, what's the what's the wiki how on Artemis Fowl? Oh, these are the top searched like items on it. Oh, okay. Make sure you include all of these characters. We don't care at what point in the series they show up. Right. Just make sure they're there. Oh, Basically. they're Irish. Make sure, that, make sure that they barely have an accent. Make sure that I'll all take of these them just happen. like not having an accent over really bad TV Irish accents. Very I'd like, I would need movie. No, 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 because no, really bad TV Irish accents are like the super played up ones, right? It's like when you when you hear a TV Australian, it's not like oh, you know, they've got an Australian accent. It's like I good day, mate. Crikey, crikey, crikey. This movie would right? be significantly more funny to me if, if the everyone Irish had folks- horrible Irish accents. Heidi Heidi Die. Yes. Kissing me Blarney Stone. What's going on I here? Mean, they've already got right, uh, like freaking freaking Judy Dench. I can't say this actually because that's a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. No, no, fuck she that. shows she's up in and the just, movie. She shows up and she's like top of the morning to ya. Yeah, but like she that, says it like it's a meaningful and like, she, yeah. and order also, to she her doesn't people. Say it like top of the morning to ya. She comes in and she's like mm, top of the morning. And it's it's not like in her normal human voice. It's she's like a in smoker. like a weird like. Top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why y'all all thought she was a villain. <laughs> yeah, basically. <sighs> okay, there's a lot wrong. I want to mm. start by talking about our main character, Artemis Fowl. It is well known for, on the front end going into this movie that he's supposed to be this brilliant, like, super mind, always one step ahead, super genius kid, right? That's the whole character. That's his That's character. That's everything that matters and, about him is that he's, he's incredibly shit, smart right? and is like way too smart for his own good and pretty amoral for a kid. Like, yes. He, he, he like ruins mafias and shit in, in the books. And yep. it's... <sighs> You've read a fair number of the books, right? Uh, apparently I've read a little... I think I've read... Five of them. Five out of nine. Uh, five of the sorry. There's seven, and then there's like a additional short story attached to it. So, so I've read a, a, about half. Is he magic in any way? Is his mom like the well, dragon queen? He's no. just a smart. He's just kid. a really smart okay. kid. Okay. Yeah, and in this movie, in the initial half hour of exposition that we get, it says repeatedly, "I, I'm, I'm just Mr. Smarty Pants McSmarterson. My, fa- my only friend is Albert E. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> Your just, chairs are fake, and I'm insulting you as a person. I'm through just it. Mr. Smarty McSmarterson. <laughs> and then at absolutely soon as the exposition of oh gosh let's the let's have the movie jerk off over how smart artemis fowl is he is as dumb as any normal protagonist through the rest of the movie he Writing gets an intelligent by, character's hard he gets by on just protagonist luck 
right? All the time. Mm-hmm. He does not. It is not his thoughtful planning that he solves any problems. He doesn't do a single freaking clever thing in this entire movie. No. Everything that he does that is that could be considered smart happens in the first 10 minutes off screen except for one time where he has a conversation where he's a smart ass dickhead to his to his like therapist the, I guess the thing that really bugs me about that is that there are a couple like yes the movie deviates quite a bit from the source material but there are a few things that he does that are part of like his initial plan in like the, the dwarf thing uh I mean the dwarf thing does yeah, happen we'll in the book that. more or less um, we'll come but, to that no okay. the, I'll, I'll get into it in the spoiler section for anyone who cares about spoilers on a 19 year old book but <laughs> There is one scene like a little over halfway through, a little under halfway through the movie that is part of his grand plan in the book. And here in the movie, it's just kind of a, oh, yeah, that seems like a good idea. Let's just do that. And it sets up the entire rest of the mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. The only times that we see him like plan things out, it's as smart as if his butler butler was like, hmm. Oh, Artemis, I'm making some toast. And he's like, mm, yes, as you can see, I planned ahead and put the butter by the toast so you could t- butter my toast. Aren't I a genius? I make a, <laughs> I make a Rube Goldberg machine to butter my own toast. Except it's not even that. It's like my Rube Goldberg machine is my hand and this knife with some butter on it. Butter, butter. Like, it's that level of stupid. It's not, his genius play is just like, hey, here's a common sense thing that if any other protagonist in any other movie did shit like that it would not be whoa good lord i am blown away i am on the floor rolling and foaming at the mouth because of how smart this character is what if an important like, character nah, dies like, in okay this? that's a normal thing what if an important character dies in this and we just see like three months later he cloned a new one like that's his, his genius. I would be okay. so much better. Yeah. That I would be, be way better if he died in this movie. And then, I planned ahead. I needed then, to die. And then it's like, and then everyone gathers around, like, oh Artemis, boo hoo, boo hoo, oh Artemis. And then their tears fall on him, and it like suddenly starts short circuiting, and it turns out he was an Artemis robot, and you just yeah. see him like <laughs> up in the attic with the remote control, like. Mm. As I planned, and then another Artemis robot walked in. Yeah, down with it. That's smart. Is something nothing I can see actually like happening. that happens. Yes. Uh. He he is baseline protagonist of a movie smart throughout this entire film. And here's the thing: like, if he was just a normal dude, fine, I'll go along with that. You could make that work. Normal dude trying to like sure. trick the fairies into but stuff. It's his whole character. But the only interesting thing about this, like, the, his whole identity as a character, the thing you come to these books for, is to see super smart asshole boy be an antihero on like kitty level. Like and it's fun. The thing that mm-hmm. this movie is massively missing that the the books are is that the this movie's not fun. No. It's not funny. It's not clever. It's not like tongue in cheek making fun of like the idea of leprechaun that being what leprechauns are. Like sure. it's it's the like lower elements police force recon and their recon unit. unit are called leprechauns. Yeah. Like that it's like that level of just silly puns and that kind of shit mm-hmm. throughout the entire thing. Most this movie biggins. is just like No, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about Foley? You into Foley? Beggar but like not <laughs> not good. I'll do like if that were the low point of this movie, I'd be like, yeah, he gets a pass. <sighs> Cuz I want him to hate himself for having that name and being a horseman. <laughs> but this uh. movie is just so boilerplate boring and none of it is is fun none of it is silly it's just like taking itself so 
fucking seriously. Which and it even does that bad because there's no real tension in the movie either. Yeah. Not the plot, not tension. It makes no or, goddamn sense. Right. There's no tension around the plot. There's there's they have a MacGuffin throughout it like oh here's here's the thing that's gonna drive the plot along right there's really no tension around that and mm-hmm. and there's no there's no tension around the around the lives of our characters because obviously there's some battles and stuff like that but at no point did I feel like any of them were at risk even when the movie was explicitly saying oh wow look how at risk this person is mm-hmm. what's gonna happen to them are they in trouble like. It's, I was like, no, of course they're not. Like, I, there's no tension throughout the whole movie. There's, it's because it feels like there's no stakes, even though the movie's saying, like, look, expositionally, here's all the stakes, remember? It's because the one bad character is off in the middle of nowhere, never interacting with anyone. The only other characters are whoa, 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 a bunch the only of good villains. There are tons of bad characters. Oh, yes, but the only, yes, the only villain. The only villain is off in the middle of nowhere, not interacting with anyone or doing anything, just phantom menacing it up and then all of the other characters are all good guys including artemis who is not at all an anti-hero he's just a normal protagonist that wants to save his daddy instead of being interesting daddy fuck this movie yep (laughs) did the other dwarves had have pokey ears uh i don't think we ever saw i think it was like his where we just couldn't see him yeah so wait Maybe he's a hybrid. Maybe that's why he's half big. Nope. Do we want to go ahead and get nope. into the spoiler section so I we can suppose, just say whatever we want to? I suppose to? we shall. I suppose we shall get into spoilers. I'm assuming Before we all agree. Before get into spoilers, I would like to know, fellas. <laughs> no. Would you? No. <laughs> Let me ask the question. No. Would you recommend that you, your friends or family watch this movie? Under no or circumstances. Should, should they listen to this movie? If watch this movie? If your options are get punched in whatever genitalia you have 37 times or watch this movie once consider your options (laughs) carefully i sometimes will say like oh yeah go watch this movie it's terrible you know have some friends laugh at it with other movies that we've watched yeah sure sure sure, sure. have a couple drinks smoke something i don't care do you do you when you watch a terrible movie don't do this this is not worth it if you even kind of liked the, the books as a kid, this is just going to make it worse. Or even if you didn't, even if you're just like, huh, I enjoy watching fun things. Yeah. This is, this <laughs> is I guess, not fun. I guess this is leading into my recommendation. If you're a person who likes fun, stay away from this movie. <laughs> Seriously, don't watch this movie. I can think of no circumstance in which it would be okay for you to watch this movie. Right. You know the poster where he he's looking like a little asshole and his sunglasses are reflecting that green matrix matrixy circle thing. Yeah, sure. What were those? Is no that idea. Bullshit for the poster. So it just didn't matter. No, didn't matter. I don't like that. No, I'm, I'm not bad. okay with. How that. does that affect your recommendation of this movie? Brian? Pretty much the same. <laughs> I take the seasick crocodile. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a resounding... Uh, fuck cir- this movie. Yeah, it's a resounding circle of fuck this movies from us. Um, we'll be back in just a minute where you can really... F- where, where we'll really get into how we feel. <laughs> it's time to face your destiny. Don't look around. This is what they call greatness. But we are not alone in this. Multitudes. Just a talented giant dwarf. And I'm Holly Short, your ally on the other side. It's real. All right. Save my father. Save the world. Whole team ready. Tell them we are dead. Scared, Artemis? All right, we're back. Let's talk about Butler. 
Yeah. Ooh. First thing I would Butler put, was one. I think, well, you, I think you might have been my favorite character in the books, from what I can remember. He was fucking awesome mm-hmm. in the books. He was and badass. One thing that I think we need to go ahead and lay on the table: characters look is a little weird, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not what I would no, done. Both but. he and the elves. Everyone else, I can give a pass, but he and the elves or the leprechauns, whatever you want to call sure. them, sure, looked like cosplayers. They didn't look like. Real costume and character design. And that that yeah. kind of is a big problem of of Butler's is that like I don't have an issue that they they cast a black guy to play him. Like, that's fine. I what don't else? like that they gave him like blonde hair and blue eyes because it makes him stand uh, out a hair. lot in a weird mm-hmm. way. Yeah, platinum. Which yeah. really goes against the idea of Butler in that he is just a very serious. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he's a well. I mean, I wouldn't say unassuming because he's like supposed gigantic. to be gigantic yeah. and terrifying, but he's not something that someone who stands out because he has. A weird appearance. Yeah. He just looks like a really badass dude that you do not fuck with. In the book, do they cover him having like eyes that can no. look through you and hair no. the color of not no. hair? I don't think he has hair. I think he's bald. Yeah, I think, and he's, I think bald. He, he's wearing sunglasses like most of the time. Yeah. You know, okay. Traditional standard suited bodyguard thing. So just thing. bad yeah. character design. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Like it just they doesn't came fit up with, with the all of it on their own. Now, Literally everything. Let's talk about the character as he is in this movie. Like this has nothing to do with the actor and anything of that. Just lay that on the table. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, None sure. Of that. This guy is so fucking lame. He's, he just he exists in the movie. He doesn't do anything. He's well, just no, a regular butler. He does precisely butler. one thing. He does precisely he one thing. He shoots down Holly, which is, right? Uh, Uh, Oh, sorry, two things. He shoots down Holly, and he shoves Artemis aside and gets himself killed. He's got, okay, but he's also got so many of these scenes where, like, he's being super badass training. Like, he's got Mm -hmm. the thing where he's training with his little sister, which we'll get into that bullshit. Slash niece. Right. (sighs) Like, he's training with her, and they're, like, doing super fast, like, kung fu moves and all this bullshit with their samurai swords. When the actual danger shows up... He's basically just a normal dude that happens to be there. Like, he fights the elves and shit. But when the troll shows up, which was the best scene in the first book, where he kicks this thing's ass. Okay, okay. Because in the book, Mm -hmm. we've already been introduced to this troll. And and the whole magic, like the elves and and their whole system, they're like, ah, shit, a troll got loose. Mm -hmm. Oh, my, this is such a big deal. This is such a problem. Right. And then we see the troll wrecking a shop, and then Mm -hmm. they have to go and they stop. So we already know, man, this troll is bad news. Mm -hmm. And they show us something similar in the movie. Right, right. And then when they drop drop the troll in on Artemis, it's like, oh, my gosh, this thing's huge. It's like dropping the Hulk in. Yeah, it's like dropping the Hulk on something, right? Yeah. And in the books, what happens? In the books, what happens is this troll sneaks up, essentially, on Butler, basically kills him the first time they meet. Then Holly heals him, and later he comes back in and is like, all right, round, round two. two, motherfucker. And he's got like a suit of armor that he's put on from like Artemis' collection. Like an old school suit of school, armor. Literal gets a mace and just beats the absolute fuck out of this troll. And it's one of the <laughs> coolest scenes possible because like, it just works so well. In this... They all kind He's of fight it a little bit, and there's like it's, it's, it's yakety sax playing in the background, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Like that's then, the type of scene that this is. At the end of it, because they're all they're oh running up the stairs, <laughs> and here comes the troll jumping off the furniture to come get us, and, and then we're swinging from the chandelier, and, and it's, it's everyone. all wacky. Like it's, yeah, it's everyone. It's like that a Scooby Doo thing. You practically expect them to be a big long hallway with a bunch of doors, and, they just and all of a sudden they're, they're chasing the troll. Yeah, like it's just also like nobody defeats the troll at the end. It jumps on the chandelier, it falls down, and it breaks its neck. Yeah, nobody beats the troll. It beats itself. And the worst part is that Butler has this moment of like, it's about to fall on uh, on, on Artemis, right? When the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the things are about to break. And he looks at Artemis. 
And then he goes, and then he says his name as long as possible, every single syllable. And then it waits. And then the troll falls very slowly. And then finally, being the genius that he is, stands still the entire time. Yeah, looks up at it like, huh. Well, he planned to use the shield function that they clearly showed on that gun earlier in this movie. Actually, yeah. I would not be surprised if that's It would what be amazing if like, yeah. they tried to give Butler this moment of like, oh, I'm going to save him, and then Artemis just turns the shield on him. And, and he bounces like, off the barrier, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah it's just like, what no are you deal doing? <laughs> that would that actually would have, have awesome. the kind of humor that the book It's had. like I can write a movie bigger than these guys can. <laughs> it's like anyone could. No yeah. one wrote this. They put it into a computer, and it generated generic script number 37, and just placed all the names that's all this is because because after they've done their yakety sax bit and the trolls oh they're all swinging from the chandelier and artemis has to wrench holly free and oh no now now they're standing underneath the chandelier and the troll jumps out and is about to fall and then butler runs and yells and shoves him out of the way and then the troll falls on him and it snaps its neck and then we butler don't know he's and, dead he could be fine and butler looks fine <laughs> He he suffered. He he. His suit's not dirty. His suit's not dirty. <laughs> he's not bloody. He he's has sitting like up in a chair. Yeah. He, he's not even really that sweaty. He's got a single tear rolling down his eye. That they he, painted on him. Yeah, and then and he's also he's not. What what is the okay? Quiz time. What is the traditional character about to die position for the character? Is but, it standing up and leaning against the wall like, hey, baby, how are you? Is it sitting that's holding casually? His, that's holding his innards in place. Right. If, he were to, <laughs> if he were to lie down, he'd fall apart. Is it sitting in a chair casually? Like he's about to ask for a cup of coffee, or is it laying on the ground with his hand possibly about to do like the slow motion fall over and let go of a single rose moment? You know what? I you think I'm going with do? option number B, sitting in a chair. That's and, the one well, they chose. On. Bonus points if the next shot immediately after the so-called death, you can see the lips still moving of the character. Well, those here's, are his death rattles. Here's the thing. What you should definitely do when you have a person who has been, you know, had a severe back injury, maybe like say by a troll falling on them, what you should do. Been crushed. Yes, exactly. What you should definitely do is take that person, drag them up <laughs> drag a flight them of chairs, up some stairs, into a room, and then set them in a seated position. That's on, very good gosh. for the back. That's How did what... they get him out from underneath the troll? I don't know. That's uh, a great question. The dwarf tunnel him out. In fact, the Actually, troll yeah, just yeah, kind yeah, of disappeared because you never yep. see the troll again. Maybe it's dwarf, taking up most of the entry. Hall. Maybe trolls disappear when they die, like magic. No, I <laughs> like the idea that every every Deus Ex Machina, every every moment that can't be explained, we just decide is is mulch diggums coming in and just eating it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes no sense. How did that happen? Let me well, eat this plot hole with well, my mouth hole. Unfortunately, <laughs> that. We have the other plot hole of Mulchigam's eating the MacGuffin. No, no, hold on. Wait, let's at least finish talking no, about Butler fine. dying. Because Butler's dead. His death is, uh, oh, Artemis. Bye. I'm going to close my just, eyes. And then he just slowly hangs his head a little bit. He's still sitting upright. He mm -hmm. just hangs his head and closes his eyes. Uh, and then well, cuts, at first he had his cuts. eyes open. Right. He has his eyes open and he just kind of closes them a little bit. And then it cuts to Artemis for his, like, Oh, the reaction shot of watching his friend die, and we can still clearly see Butler alive, breathing, <laughs> mouth moving. To be fair, 
I don't think he's necessarily supposed to be dead yet. He I is think he's lost dying. He is and in the process of dying. Because I don't think that's that Ollie's supposed fine. to be bringing him no, back to she life. Did, they did say they, she brought him back. Yes. They yes. actually yeah. said but those. I mean, but there I was mean, some like, time in between there. I mean, like, the way that you bring someone back who is, like, medically dead, but you, like, shocked him with the little shocky pad Rick, thingies. Not how that works. Rick, okay. That's a Futurama bit. Or a Family Guy bit. Where they have their, like, uh, I will always love you. And then they're like, "Oh no, he dead!" And then the and then the guy who's supposed to be dead is like, "Oh, actually, I'm not one dead yet. Thing. Oh, one more thing. Like that. That is a like shitty like TV joke. Okay, that's not what's supposed to be happening to this character. We're supposed to be feeling tension and sadness for this character. You think they I, fired the one good joke writer after he gave the one good joke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They're, they're they like, did. whoa, what the fuck was that? How did this out of gig here? under the radar? <laughs> so before we talk about Mulch Diggums eating the MacGuffin. Let's talk about the MacGuffin because it is the uh, entire plot of this movie. Revolves and it's not around. in the book at all. Not that one. It is in a later one. Which one? Uh, I think it's the Infinity Code. That might be the last one I rode. Uh, rode. 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 He rode that story. <laughs> Yeehaw. Somebody talk about this stupid golden acorn. No. I mean, it's just the, okay, there's a MacGuffin in the. In What's the movie. it called? The Accios. It's the Matrix of Powers. <laughs> the Aculos or something Aculos. like that. Aculus. And we don't know what it is for the first hour of the movie. It's it's just so the whole it's, story revolves around Artemis gets an, a phone call because oh man, before this we've just seen how much he loves his dad, mm-hmm. and oh then my God. And over then, and over and over again. Uh, when he's not even a character in the in this like okay yeah he's a character later, but it's dumb. It's annoying because they do all of this to make you feel bad for Artemis so that you go like I get why man, how he much is, he loves his dad yeah. and how torn up he is that his dad is suddenly kidnapped by a fairy or something exactly instead of just being like hey you know what would be cool if you have a genius criminal mastermind child kidnap a fucking fairy for was ransom. his dad a criminal yes yeah okay yeah like that's Making how they made sure. their money um, not in this movie though in this movie he's he's a noble antiques dealer possibly thief yeah I think he's just a thief <laughs> probably a thief. but they play it like but the whole story is that he gets kidnapped by this fairy, Opal, who then calls Artemis and is like, hey, you'd better you'd better get me this thing that I need, th- this MacGuffin, this Aculos, you know otherwise how- I'll kill your dad. Which also wouldn't have made sense because th- this fairy Opal is doing this because she knows that Artemis's dad, Artemis Sr., mm-hmm. has already got the thing, right? right? Wouldn't it make more sense to kidnap Artemis and then blackmail the dad? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah if this is it the story, like that would be easier too, right? Yeah. Hey, Rick, Kid you've got the thing I need, so I'm going to kidnap you and tell your son Jamie to <laughs> get the thing out of your safe. Yeah, but so they, they never said that the dad was instead, instead of me just kidnapping your son. They never me, established that the dad was a genius. He was just a. a he doesn't have to be a genius to open his safe and pay the person <laughs> ransoming. Let me Even talk he about open his own that safe. safe for a second. Oh Artemis is apparently a genius who just has never noticed that his dad has this really intricate safe behind this one painting, and like he has this entire incredibly complicated plan uh-huh. to get the fairies to send someone into his own house to find the the Arceus or whatever it is, the Archaeopteryx. <laughs> the god of all Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got to find that. <laughs> so his whole plan is, okay, let's find some fairies. 
Let's yeah. get them to break into my house well, after I've created a, a fairy, so I can create a hostage situation, yeah. so that they will come in to presumably steal that fairy. But in the meantime, they'll think, "Hey, while we're there, why don't we get this magical artifact that is also there?" Well, that's the thing is that they didn't even know that he had it. Mulch finding it was an accident. But it that was, was apparently an accident. But that had to be Artemis's plan. Mm-hmm. Because if that apparently wasn't, not, he's a dumbass. If that wasn't, then what was his plan? Because because when when the elves come and the fairies, whatever the fuck, whenever they come in and they're like, ah, you, oh, we can't come in and save Holly, who you've got and you're keeping for blackmail. But hmm, I know what I'll send in. I'll send in a dwarf. Hee hee. And then Artemis turns and winks at the camera and go, exactly like my plan. So it's clearly part of his plan uh-huh. that having having them get frustrated that they're not allowed to come in due to fairy code, which is also never established in the movie, is why they're not allowed to come in just because he's invited them in. I don't know. It's been 15 years since I've read the book. Mm-hmm. This was all the plan that he came up with to find a safe that was hidden behind a, a painting. painting that he didn't the know The traditional about. place to hide a hidden safe. He didn't just go, you know what? Maybe I should just look around a little bit. That's not. That's all he would have had to that's do. That's not big brain energy. <laughs> that's not convoluted big brain energy right there. I hate this movie. That is no. not mastermind I'm levels getting, of thinking. I'm Rick. getting so much angrier as we talk <laughs> about this movie. Let's talk about Butler's little sister for no reason. Niece. She's not even in this. There's no reason. What's her name again? Juliet or something like that? She does nothing. Hold on. Pause on her for a second because that reminded me of one thing about Butler. Do they establish that he's a badass? Yes, in the say, book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Other oh, yeah. than Thoroughly. in this movie, to where they show his only prowess as a martial artist losing to a twelve-year-old. No, like he's he is he is entirely the brawn to Artemis's brains, and he is just as like impressive in that category as Artemis is in being a genius. Because like, the only time they show him being a badass in this is getting his ass beat by his niece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. But like his niece. Okay, so in the books. The reason that this Juliet character shows up is because Butler gets injured. Like, he's getting older, and so, mm-hmm. like, he eventually just had, like... Which, which is not in the first book. This no, is, no, this is, like, further book, on down the series. This is yeah. book four, book three. Right? Three book or three. four. Okay, book yeah. three. And so, they introduce this character so they can still have someone who fills the role of that while, you know, sidelining Butler for a little while. But also in this shot. one, they decided to take that cool character... Like this, who's like twenty? She's like twenty like years old. Twenty is like yeah. twenty-two, yeah. twenty-three, exactly. something. Like starting her her butlering cl- career. Starting her butlering career, still like ten years at least older right. than Artemis. In this, for no reason, he's just got a niece, gr- a, a, a girl that no, I'm talking about Artemis. He's just got a a friend that is around his age that hangs out, has maybe six lines between the two. No, of this them, is and Butler's never- niece. Yes, I know, but it's Artemis's friend. That's the only reason she's apparently in this movie, because she talks to him more than she talks to Butler and literally does nothing else. She talks to him for about 30 seconds. She's there when the troll shows up. That's it. She gives Holly some lettuce for a And she made that weird sandwich for Artemis. Why the shit is this character in the movie? Because when the executives went to the wiki how on Artemis Fowl, (laughs) they were like... How to Artemis Fowl. They were like, ooh... This butler niece, sis, this butler relative has a lot of searches. People like this character, throw her in. And make her if, 12 for some reason. If you're going to do that, just remove normal butler from the movie together and have him have a badass 12-year-old No, because you need a badass, but also someone who But he wasn't be... a badass here. None, none of these people were. 
<laughs> there were there were no badasses in this movie. No, wait. Butler did have one fight scene where he oh, was actually Oh, shit, badass. when he had the weird weapon. Yeah. Okay, he did all right. Of, yeah, but, yeah, he, was, but he did but he just was as good as the 12-year-old. He was equally yeah. as badass as not his 12-year-old niece, who's supposedly a master at Krav Maga or whatever. <laughs> he did just as well as Artemis Fowl, who also had a weapon and was holding his own just like Butler was. Yeah. Which also in the Which book, is like, not the master blaster relationship that they're supposed to have. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I really like the fact that Artemis is basically useless in anything like a physical confrontation. Like, every, in the books. consistent throughout the books, yeah. Yeah, he's, and he's, in this one, he just, he's like, ooh, a fairy gun. Cool. Guess I'm a, I'm just a master at this now. We've talked about uh, the butlers. We've talked about, about the MacGuffin. Let's talk about um, Mulch and how he created a little plot hole in his stomach. J- Josh Gad. <sighs> it is very Josh Gad, and I have nothing against the actor, but... No. but Mulch is one of the best characters in this book. Like, there's a lot of really good ones, but Mulch is particularly hilarious because he's Funny, so yeah. silly. Like, mm-hmm. he's just a, it's a goofy idea to have, instead of, you know, your traditional, like, super stoic, badass dwarves, you got dwarves that are, like, things that go around mulling their way through the ground by eating and immediately shitting it, the dirt he, behind he them. He literally unhinges his jaw to be, like, two feet wide, mm-hmm. and then simultaneously opens the butt flap on his pants yep. so that he can eat at a voracious speed and that same speed is maintained with all of the dirt and the excrement just flying out of his flapping yes. butthole which yep. is hilarious like in the books you really they make a lot they do a really good job of making that genuinely funny yes and i think josh gad is doing his best to be funny in this movie sure which will not let him be funny at i feel all. like he's the closest it comes to being funny at all in this movie i yes. feel like if he had by far. Good jokes written for him, he would have knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. And there is one scene where there's like a slapstick, like physical comedy joke, and it lands really well. We yeah. all we all yeah. chuckled at it and we're like, hey, yeah. that's one. But is that because we were just like starving for any kind of I, good thing? No, I, think I think it was, it was okay. genuinely just a, a solid, solid joke. joke. Good. Solid yeah, it was, okay. it was well performed. So, I think the only thing that could have improved it is if you had Butler be super on the ball and badass through the entire movie, and then this one time. It's like, oh, because, yeah, she because the one joke in. that lands is they, you know, Mulch Diggersby has come up and Diggersby. whatever That's a Pokemon too. <laughs> he's come up and he's dug into the Artemis Fowl house and he finds the safe by a fluke and then opens it. And there's the MacGuffin. Well, hang on. He opens it using his beard because right. he has a prehensile beard that he can use to get into the safe. And which open in a up, better movie, I'm sure would have been is, interesting. Why is that the only race that they decide to take cool liberties with in this? They, it isn't like they, they do it with other ones as well. Oh, okay. In we just movie, don't though. get to see. Him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think you saw the goblins with their uh, the fire that they can snort. And I think spit that's out. goblin normally. No, that's pretty. Cool. Never that's seen goblins do fire stuff before. Yeah, and, oh, and, oh, they do bl- bombs. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, he goes up and he finds the MacGuffin, right? And then as soon as he finds the MacGuffin, he's now instantly on Artemis Fowl and Co team like even though he was just hired by all of the leprechauns and all of the elves and stuff to come in and like rescue holly and then get them back out so that they could like save the day kind of thing for their side as soon as he finds the macguffin 
there's no talking or explanation. There's no, which is, which is crazy because he's the narrator and has been expositing this entire freaking movie. Mm -hmm. He keeps cutting back to him in this cell later in black and white being like, and then Artemis Fowl did something super duper smart. He's the craziest mastermind you've ever laid eyes on. Almost as cool as I am. (laughs) Acting. And then cut back to Artemis. He's just butter and toast. Exactly. (laughs) No one butters toast like that boy. Oh my gosh. He's a regular Albert Einstein when it comes to butter toast. Uh, but but Diggersby finds the MacGuffin, immediately f- switches over to Artemis and team, mm-hmm. and then... They're about to fight the is, troll. They're about to fight the troll. And they need to have this special weapon that they've had. The and elf like, weapon. And yeah, and it's Holly's the gun like, thing. And Holly's like, hey, I'm going to need my weapon. Butler is, starts patting his, his shirt trying to find it, and like, where, where the hell is it? And then... Uh, Mulch just like hands it over he, because he's, he's been established it. as a pickpocket. Yeah. And it's the one solid joke that we've just murdered because we've explained it. Well, way yeah, too but much. That, doesn't that joke exist in like everything? Yes. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it was well done here. Like yeah. they, the timing was right. Why didn't they the, just steal the other good was, jokes? <laughs> why didn't they just steal a good script? Anyway, they have did. we gone long and enough that we can just get into it. final thoughts now? No. Hold on. We, there's one thing that I definitely think we should talk about. Brian has more to talk about. Them at, let's talk about his unique, quirky character flaw. Oh, that he's giant? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's important, right? To the story? No. That's big in the Diggersby book? Diggersby is giant. No. It's not in the book at all. The only reason I can think it's and here he's, is and because he's they discriminating did not against... want to CGI Josh Gad as a little person. Yes. I guess that's, that's what be I thought. Or just hire one. I mean, they had a couple of other, like... Plenty! They had plenty! Yeah, but during the screen reading, no one nailed it like him. But do you know who they need for this role in this movie? This movie will change cinema as we know it! You know what I would have killed for? Is if you had a Tyr- different movie? Yes, if you had Tyrion playing this character, <laughs> yes. like had him just Gosh. be completely undignified. Just have Peter Dinklage show yep, up. Just, I mean, they had Judy Dench. I want Peter Dinklage to show up, walk on screen, pull down his butt flap, and then shit all over an elf as he eats his way into the ground. I think he would take that role. I think he would too. Yeah. He's already played a, a giant dwarf before. Yeah, uh, but no. So the reason I even brought Mulch up is that there is the massive plot hole in that. During the fight with the troll, he takes the MacGuffin and eats it. For safety, right? For because, safety. Yeah. Because he's yeah, shown, like, be oh, he, like, he, I guess he's got a separate gullet that he can, like, keep valuables in. Well, and, then he and isn't connected to, like, this, the straight shot shit tube yeah. that comes out when he's, like, eating his way through the Earth's mantle. Yeah. So he, he puts it there for safekeeping. And after the troll is taken care of and everyone's back out in the front yard of uh, Foul Manor, yes. everyone's like, what What happened to the MacGuffin? He opens up his shirt and his, you can see it glowing through his chest. He's like, all right, right, still got it safe. The next time we see him, he is burrowing his way down into the ground and escaping from the uh, chaos that's un- uh, right. unfolding. He's burrowing his way back down because fairy and dwarf and goblin world, it's all down at the planet's core. Yeah, and so he he's is burrowing his way back down. Getting there. back down mm-hmm. there. And then we see Artemis Fowl and he's got the MacGuffin. Somehow. How? We have no fucking clue. Well, we see later that he can just unhinge his hauling uh, jaw and just grab stuff out of there. But But they didn't establish that right here. Mulch can, not Artemis. Either one. (laughs) No, Artemis can do that. Yeah, he can just reach down other people. We never see that, though. He doesn't reach down. He reaches up. Oh, okay. We see Mulch be like, it's clearly safe. Pat's belly. Jumps into sand, starts digging down through the earth. (laughs) And he just immediately shitted out then and forgot about (laughs) it. (laughs) Pops out, goes flying. Artemis goes running like he's a like he's a wide end, wide end. That's Butler. That's oh, neck, bro. Right there. <laughs> His neck is enormous. Is that from the graphic Ooh, novel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can I see? Yeah. He's all yeah. neck. Yeah, that looks about right. 
They didn't talk much about that in the uh, movie. <laughs> Do they cover his his neck dimensions in the it's book? It's hard to cover his neck dimensions. <laughs> yeah. So girthy. I do remember a line from the book about him, though, that was like, Butler was the third best trained martial artist in the entire world. What the other one was, the next one was his uncle, and the number guy was a guy who sat on a deserted island in the middle of the Pacific punching uh, coconuts all day. <laughs> I just enjoyed that. Uh, who, who was the other? Was the other one his niece? His uncle. So I, oh. How what, how does his uh, niece slash sister rank? I like think she's sixth. like fifth. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's really good. The, mm. the butlers, like, their whole thing is being this badass, well, like, she's super a maid. awesome thing. It's, it's a name. Butler. Oh, okay. I see what you're getting at yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get into our... Fi- well, before we get into our final thoughts, Andreas, yes. I mentioned that I wanted you to to talk a re- and you you've already kind of sprinkled it in like some nice uh, like some nice seasoning throughout but uh but were there any particularly grievous offenses when it came to varying from the source material basically everyone's motivations and reasons to do anything is completely wrong so the whole plot the whole plot is wrong literally everything like <laughs> okay brief summary the entire reason why uh Artemis abducts Holly in the first place in the book in the book yes is that his father has gone missing. He's been gone for, I think, a year or two. Uh-huh. And his mom has completely lost her mind and shut herself away in the, up in like the attic and won't talk to anybody. She's, she's gone. So he wants her to use magic to bring, her, uh, bring his mother back. He wants, he wants to kidnap Holly to, convince, to force Holly to use magic to yes. get his mother sane and his father back. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, there's a small problem in that Holly, her father is never mentioned. The reason she is at this tree is because it's part of a ritual to, you know, regain your magic after using it. And, you know, you take an uh, acorn, you plant it at the, you know, foot of an oak tree on a full moon or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has to be a very particular thing you do. You get your magic back, bam, you're good to go. She doesn't get to do this because she gets captured and is thrown into a cell in uh, the basement of Foul Manor. Yes. We see most of the uh, um, siege go on up. Oh, roughly about the same. I mean, it's similar. The, yeah. The, the re- it hits similar beats. It Yeah, vaguely similar beats. We'll yeah. put it that way. But it changes dramatically at the point that they don't let Holly out. She escapes because she took a uh, uh, acorn. She had hit it in her boot, and she takes it, gets a tiny little crack in the cement of the cell, plants it, gets her magic back, and goes fucking on a rampage in the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She wrecks shit. Uh, but ultimately, the, the big thing is Artemis's demands were... Not for the uh, Oculus, because that didn't exist in this book. Sure. Was for a giant pile of gold, because that's what's important, apparently, in their world, well, I mean, is gold. They're I mean, they're, he's, he's, a, he's a criminal mastermind. Yeah. And so, like, the entire thing is to kind of convince you that he is just being a selfish kind of yeah. douche nozzle. Yeah. And that's the entire point. It, the whole thing is a ruse. And after going through the, uh, the whole heist, he makes a deal with Holly that he'll give back half of the gold if she grants him a wish, which is, of course, to... You know, mm-hmm. heal his mother. Yes. And that's the entire point of the book is that he goes through all of this to save his mom, not his dad, not to fulfill some other ransom demand. It's to help his mom. They've, they've, everything that they've changed from the source material, which is essentially everything, everything. the whole movie, is for the worst. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start us off on our final thoughts. Sure. Um, there is so much in this movie that we didn't really get to touch as far as 
stuff that's bad. We could probably keep going for another hour, but at this point, I'm exhausted from watching and rewatching <laughs> like every ten minutes of this movie. And stopping repeatedly. and pausing and redoing. Yeah, and it, it it's it is a chore to get through that movie. Um, my favorite part of the movie is hard to say. Like normally when when the characters and the story is bad, I'll try and pick something like, oh, the special effects. The special effects in this weren't anything good. No. It reminded me of like decent movies from like six years ago, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um the music I can't think of or remember no, any of it. I Nothing don't think stood it was out. Present. I don't even remember there being music. Um even the character design. Like Artemis Fowl did not did not like his character design did not say, oh, man, like, young child, but, like, mastermind. He was just like, it's like the joke you made earlier. He's like young Tony Stark mixed with, like, young Bazinga dude, whatever his name is. <laughs> Sheldon. Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Yeah, young Sheldon. He just, he just looks like a douche. Yeah. Um, I, guess the one like thing, one I guess the one thing I liked in this movie was that one joke that made me laugh for half a second. Where, where Diggers be pickpockets the elf weapon off of butler that's it that brief huh. my, yeah my least favorite part of the movie and i'm gonna try and refrain from just saying ah the rest of the movie because that's really mm. easy and obviously mm -hmm. everyone can tell that already i'll say butler because butler was my favorite part of the books mm. and to see his character so different uh, is really a shame. Again, we already said like I don't care that you know whatever stylistic choices they they make for it, but at least still let him be a badass. At least still let him have his moments of like where where you believe that he is like the protector of this genius kid, right? At no point did like he's he's just a useless dude throughout this whole movie. It's so lame. He sits um, there and he looks different, and that's that's the entire point of it. Yeah. To look unusual. Uh. Because we were able to get some good jokes, the, the four of us making <laughs> jokes at the movie's expense, um, the experience of watching the movie wasn't quite a zero, but I'm still not cutting it almost any slack. I'm giving this half of a magical acorn out of five. <laughs> Oof. Because it's, it's close to being a zero. This is, this is garbage. <laughs> Brian, this was your first experience with Ar the Artemis Fowl verse. How'd I'm definitely going it? to keep up with the series now. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the mythos they've created. Yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a bad movie. It's a real bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not a lot to to not cover in this and go by every checklist and say this was bad, this was bad, this was bad. There's not not bad other than you could even go by the, like timestamp. Minute one, yes, it was bad. Minute yeah. two. <laughs> Also bad. Minute three, still bad. Literally the first shot of this movie is bad. Yep. Him yeah. being a little surfer boy. I guess that's fine. Is that no, what geniuses do? No, even do? before then. It was uh, the uh, like almost helicopter shot coming in on Foul Manor of like all the news reporters and everything. It's like, this is this is terribly told. I have no idea what's going on. Even the yes. camera work in this movie's bad. Yeah. There were several scenes where, like, you, you know, like the classic, like, oh, it's shot, reverse shot. You got two people talking to each other, and you're going back and forth between them, kind of looking over the shoulder of each character at the other person they're talking to. There's one scene where I think it's like Butler and Artemis are talking, or no, it's Holly and Artemis, and Holly's talking, but the camera's just filling Artemis 
his face not making any expressions as you're just listening to Holly talk about some stuff. And it's, it's not moving. And eventually, like, six seconds into her line, it decides to cut back to her. But it's so weird. I, I don't. I mean, from what I gathered from this movie, the book seems like it has a pretty cool idea of, like, mythical creatures. Like, I like what they did with dwarves. So mm-hmm. I guess that's mm. my favorite thing is, like, that dwarves are mouth tunnelers with magic stomachs and magic beards. I like that. Brian, <laughs> Brian, as someone, because I know you enjoy world building mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing, I think you should go and read. Like, it's a young adult novel. You can blow through it in a day. Mm-hmm. But I think you would enjoy still going back and, like, reading. But I wasn't super into, like, Aragon or uh, it's whatever. What was the one with the mag- the Son of Poseidon that I said earlier? Percy Jackson. Jackson. Percy Jackson. I could is, give a shit about those. The difference is this one's actually pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, okay. The, I, yeah. I, I, I genuinely think you'd enjoy, even as an adult now, I think you'd enjoy going back and just being, being like, huh, like, that's pretty neat. I like how it How's like, the graphic these- novel? Haven't read it. Never read it. Never read it. I like graphic novels. Check it out and let us know what you think. They are direct adaptations of the books. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I like that. At least the first three, I think. Is there anything you can highlight as your least favorite part of this movie? Probably uh, the butler's niece, if I can't just do the butler. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. she was introduced as a badass like her uncle. And she she doesn't matter. She's a non-existent character that's just there for I don't know why. Yes. You could literally cut her out of this movie. Yeah, exactly. She didn't, Without any problems. She didn't do anything. She yeah. worked a computer that Butler could have been working or Artemis could have been mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. I, so there's not... That dwarf mythos is not enough to carry this movie because it exists in the book, too. And the book is apparently pretty good. So Do you have a favorite? Does that count as your favorite? Yeah. Because, I mean, it still exists in the movie. Okay. Uh, one out of five uh, foul plays. Because nice. that, that should have been the name of one of their books that they didn't do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go out and I'm going to list my uh, favorite thing first. Sure. The design of the troll wasn't too terrible. Yeah, it's pretty It looked good. like a troll. Yeah. You know what? It yeah, but it me? looked just as like good as the troll slash whatever the monster was in Harry Potter from like two thousand yeah. and whatever ago. No, I mean like the yeah, actual looks, design of the character. You know what it reminded me okay. of? It reminded me of that one Muppet that's like that giant hulking like brown dude with the big orange nose. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Like, you know, like that's what the troll in this movie reminded me of. Yeah. Yeah. I I was on board with it. I sure I had no problems whatsoever with the design of this troll. Which is more than I can say about just about everything else in this movie, because <laughs> uh-huh. I had problems with almost everything else. But to pick a particular uh, worst thing of this movie, it'd be that there's no reason for them to make changes to the plot. Like, the plot worked perfectly fine as a standalone thing that you could easily adapt into a movie. Into a movie, yeah. It's not very long. You the, can make a there, couple of there small there are cuts. books out there where it's like, wow, if you want to adapt this to screen... There are going to be some changes that have to be sure. made just so you can fit the story into mm-hmm. a two-hour window. Yeah. Right? This is not one of those books. No, it is not a long book at all. I'm like, yeah, you'd probably have to make some cuts for time, but you wouldn't have to make changes to the plot for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to literally change everything in order to make this movie. In fact, I think they actually made it longer than it needed to be because of all the worthless exposition at the beginning instead of letting us figure it out as you know the plot unfolds. Ugh. So yeah, I'm going to give this, I, I don't even have a, a joke to go with here, just zero stars, nothing. You get nothing at all. <laughs> this movie is a bag of dicks. This movie is foul. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that, that's about as big as our chuckle was at that one joke. Yeah. yeah it was like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, favorite thing about this movie? That one joke was pretty funny. Sure. Um, that's that's about as good. I also will say that I do like some parts of the appearance. Like I know you guys don't like it, but I kind of like the the costumes for the the like leprechaun um, elves. Yeah, I think they're I think they're they're, okay. they're kind of cool. Eh. Um, they're not perfect. They're not they, great. They don't, they don't really stand do out, but I don't I don't dislike them. I think they're fun. They yeah. seem um, like a straight to Disney Channel. Uh, costume design. I'm pretty yeah, sure they those just ripped spy, off the Santa, Those were Spy uh, Kids 2 level yeah. costumes. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure they just ripped off the elves from Santa Claus. Sure. But my least favorite thing about this movie <laughs> is Artemis Fowl. He has none of the interesting, oh. fun, silly, cool brilliance of the character from the book. Mm-hmm. He In the book, that character, you're always kind of wanting to ha- see what he'll do next. He, is, he has fun flaws. He has fun... Uh, abilities with him his his genius really leaps off the page in those books yeah he always seems like he's a step ahead of literally everyone even the reader exactly Mm -hmm. and and so like he's so fun to read and and experience as especially when when you're the right age for this this series um and this character like it's not it's not the kid actor the kid actor just does doesn't have anything to work with this plot in this story doesn't give him any of the things that make that character interesting Artemis Fowl is fun because he's an anti-hero. He is an asshole. He's unrepentant. He is doing these things selfishly. He doesn't, like, he, yeah, at the end, he's, he's helping his mom. But, like, at the same time, he never plays that end up. He is leaning into the fact that he is blackmailing fairies for money, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And so you're just missing all that. You're missing all of the fun. That this that All the reasons anyone would want to adapt this story. So, on the basis of that one funny joke, I'm giving this half an acorn out of five. This movie sucks. Don't watch it. Don't reward the people who made it. Like, it's bad. It's bad. Which Go. is a shame because it's kind of like you said, Andreas, as a kid, I remember being like, oh, this would be, be a fun movie to watch. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was excited because right? I had the, uh, I think it was like the second printing or whatever of the book. Like, mm-hmm. right after it came out, it was really popular. It sold really well. Yeah. And they had announced like hey we're gonna make a movie out of this and they printed that in my copy of the book so i picked it up uh and i started reading it. i was like "Ooh, there's gonna be a movie off this this is gonna be amazing yeah and then like 19 years later here we are it's really disappointing extraordinarily Ugh, there's so much fun that could have been had with this movie you know where you can find fun though oh where, where rick where can people find fun like in a ball pit hmm. they can also find it <laughs> You, you know where you can <laughs> you know where else you can hear people talking about balls <laughs> don't yeah, associate with us anymore <laughs> on our website opinionatedpodcast.com additionally we're on social media at opinioncast on twitter and opinionatedpodcast on facebook uh, if you get a chance uh, feel free to reach out to us at our email address opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com we always love hearing your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future if you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. opinionated.